a big surprise ember light of butter. Claiming death had attacked. 
Metro three days before. McGillen said she met a tearful herd at Depp's house in West Hollywood on May 24, 2016, but could not see any marks, bruises, cuts, or injuries to any part of her body. Three days later, Ms. McMillan read in the media that Heard had gone to court with prominent injuries visible on her face, claiming that Deb had inflicted them on her. But the stylist said Deb had left Los Angeles on May 22nd and therefore could have not caused those marks that Ms. Heard appeared with in court on May 27, 2016. Purely based on the words of someone who may have physically been with Heard, it sort of seems like the actress may have not been telling the truth, at least not the complete version. However, regardless of what evidence is presented to the courts and what statements are made, the decision of who's lying and who's telling the truth still boils down to the jury. And until they decide, we'll just have to watch from the sidelines. Nonetheless, tell us what you think about the whole story. With that, we'll call it a day. See you on the next one. Let's see here. <clears throat> I want to leave uh, comments. So glad that Johnny insisted on this being televised. Um, I'm gonna add my comment. Sita for governor. Select all copy. Oh, who owns almost every great book on the planet? The graveyard. Because most writers die with their best work. That's a depressing thought. Okay, um. He said he just wants the truth to be known. He knows that even with winning, she doesn't even have close to 50 million. The truth is far more important to him. Everyone loves him. He really is a true gentleman. He's trying to stand up for all men that are abused and shamed of enmity. I personally know the lovely chap, a good friend, a well built. Six foot three inch tall man that allowed his ex-wife to humiliate him in court and be awarded almost all of their assets, all because he was too ashamed to mention her abusive ways, as he didn't think it would do him any good by saying how she constantly belittled him and physically hit him because he was far bigger in size than her. He was a very gentle giant. Men that are being mistreated by their wives need to be represented and John is doing this and doing it very well, I feel. Seems that women like this never get sent to prison for perjury. Why not? Good points. I feel sorry for any member of that jury if they fail to see the truth that Johnny has been truthful and Amber lies through her teeth. As an ED nurse who has seen hundreds of headbutting victims, there is no way on earth any amount of makeup will cover up the amount of bruising and swelling that occurs from these types of injuries. 
He called Panda Eyes due to severity of bruising. Plus, the swelling is horrendous, sometimes stopping the eyes opening at all. The eyes will usually be blood, bloodshot and swelling to the nose. The victims talk like they have a blocked nose due to the swelling and fracture of the nose. The patient can bear the slight touch of a, a saline swab when trying to clean the blood from the face, never mind a full face camouflage makeup. I'm sure JD team should have called for an expert medical witness to explain all this in court. As a woman and a former nurse, if I had been assaulted with bottle and was appearing before a court and one that was being streamed even in private to another, I would find it impossible and difficult to graphically describe what happened to me verbally. And certainly not graphically, as A.H. did her. Recall was peculiar in the circumstances, yet she didn't bother to seek medical help or checkup or counseling, but did the performance of a lifetime before the court and public. Unfortunately, it was a wrong performance. In fact, not only was it uncomfortable to watch, it was obscene. True. True that. <laughs> Remember, nothing makes a narcissist angrier than being accused of something they definitely did. Indeed. She's hoping the jury won't notice the fact she only needs one juror to be on her side and JD loses the case. A lot has been said about her using the movie Gone Girl as a twisted inspiration to come out with these statements. It also has been noted that a few lines from other movies were used in her opening statement. No matter what the truth behind those observations, the fact remains Dr. Curry has had her number from the outset and she is literally playing the part of the letter. Nurse here also, and I've never encountered a victim that was viciously mauled and broken glass as they each described and decided to just take a nap. Thanks for the comment. Yep, makes no sense, especially her saying she didn't feel pain or anything, just pressure. Who goes to sleep for 12 hours after that? We heard the recording of the doctor and nurse at the house looking for Johnny's finger, and they aren't concerned about her other than calming her down because she's guilty of what she did. And was begging to see Johnny saying he needs her. Who begs to be with her abuser? She's stomping around and she's right after two supposedly have to be drugged through glass. None of her stories make sense. She probably took some drug to cause her to go to sleep. Remember she also was doing drugs. By the way, there was another YouTuber that I accidentally ran into you guys researchers quoting Kevin Costner. I believe this is after age broke up with JD that she went inside Kevin Costner's trailer, totally naked and him telling her Oh, now that you're done with him, you decide to come in here naked to get me. She left. I'm not quoting it to the T, but do look it up. This girl is totally disconnected. The nurse gave her Seroquel per the doc's orders to calm her anxiety and make her sleep. You can hear them talking about it on one of the audio recordings from Australia. <clears throat> her old assistant has said in the past that Amber stole her sexual abuse story and was trying to twist it into her own. I agree and cannot believe they aired that. Wow, what a good liar, huh? Indeed. Yes, it's so nice to see you tonight. Uh, that's me. Okie doke. Whitney Enriquez admitted to feeling sick about her sister's engagement to Johnny Depp. Curious to know the truth about Amber Heard's sister. 
Why? Keep watching to learn the truth about Amber Heard's sister. Amber Heard and Whitney Enriquez grew up in Texas. Their father, David Clinton Heard, had an ongoing issue with substance abuse. While testifying in London's High Court during Johnny Depp's 2020 libel trial, Amber admitted, My father struggled with alcohol and drug abuse issues his whole life. He is an addict and an alcoholic. Yeah, opiates, uh, methamphetamine, and alcohol. And he very violent, but I love him very much. Uh, Amber and Whitney's mother, Patricia Page, lived through the challenges of a relationship with their dad. So Amber said that she often reached out to her mom for advice. In a text exchange from 2013, Amber wrote to her mother, Depp makes dad look like a saint when he falls off the wagon. Amber and Enriquez's father didn't just struggle with substance abuse, though. He was also allegedly abusive, Amber told London's High Court in 2020. My father was violent to my mother growing up. They loved each other, but he was very violent to her until she passed away. This wasn't the only revelation aired about their dad recently. In April 2021, Radar Online exclusively reported that in 1982, David was arrested and sent to jail for running illegal pit bull fighting rings on his property. He only spent 15 days in jail with charges of aggravated cruelty to an animal. Nevertheless, Enriquez still had fond feelings for her father. In 2013, she posted a photo to Instagram with her dad, captioned, Oh, Papa Heard. Amber Heard isn't the only actor in the family. Her sister, Whitney Enriquez, had a role in the 2007 caveman comedy, Homo Erectus. Unfortunately, the movie was a critical and commercial failure, with a Los Angeles Times critic writing, Thanks to natural selection, without the script, direction, or comedic chops to survive, Homo Erectus will be extinct from theaters soon enough. That seemed to be the end of Enriquez's acting career, and according to Hollywood Life, she began working in the hospitality industry soon after. Enriquez confirmed the change in her professional industry during the defamation trial, telling the court, Before the pandemic, I worked in hotels doing various food and beverage management jobs, primarily events as well. Outside of her professional life, Enriquez has an admittedly happy personal life. The former actress is married to Gavin Enriquez, and the couple welcomed a son, Hunter. In February 2020, Enriquez posted a family photo with the caption, Not sure how I got so lucky or what I've done to deserve this, but alas, here I am, beyond grateful. In March 2022, the Enriquez's welcomed a daughter, Harlan Willow. Enriquez didn't tell anyone about her pregnancy and instead broke the news after the birth, writing on Instagram. Well, for those of you that have been wondering where I've been for the better part of a year, surprise, I've been growing another human. Meet Harlan Willow. Our perfect little girl was born just about a week ago and we couldn't be happier. Whitney Enriquez and Amber Heard have, by all accounts, a close relationship. And you were really close with Ms. Heard growing up? We were. In December 2018, Heard spoke to The Hollywood Reporter about Enriquez, admitting, She's my best friend. She's my partner in crime. Enriquez has certainly returned the compliments and frequently raves about her sister on social media. For Heard's birthday in 2019, Enriquez wrote to her sister on Instagram, writing in part, You never pass up an opportunity to show up for me or anyone else you love, for that matter. Heard was very hands-on during the birth of her nephew, too, with Enriquez writing on Instagram, Hell, you were even holding my hand in the delivery room when Hunter was born. You're the strongest, bravest, most talented and kind person I've ever known, and you have been from day one. You're not only my built-in best friend, you're also my hero. Enriquez has also joined Heard at premieres like the 2017 grand opening of Justice League. 
Enriquez wrote in an Instagram caption, So proud of my sis, the badass Mira. But things might not always have been easy between the sisters. A video has been circulating of friends speaking to Enriquez about a fight between her and Herd. Enriquez called it an altercation, though a woman in the video asked her, Okay, did you really start the fight with your sister, or did she start it? For real, for real, for real. We're not going to talk about that. However, the sister's friendship certainly seems to override any conflict from their past. When Johnny Depp and Amber Heard started dating, it wasn't long before Whitney Enriquez became close with her future brother-in-law. During his 2022 defamation trial, Depp had this recollection about his first encounter with Heard's sister. When I first met Whitney, there was something in what I saw of Whitney that was much less confident than Amber, much more revealing of insecurities. When asked about his relationship with Enriquez, Depp said it was, quote, great and fantastic. I took to Whitney. Um very, very quickly, very easily. But the actor also mentioned that there was something tragic in her too, Deb added during his testimony. I always felt like Whitney had missed out on something. Deb said that Enriquez was living in Los Angeles when he first began dating Heard, and said that he saw her a lot, saying that she visited often for dinners with the man she was dating at the time. Depp owned five penthouses in the coveted Eastern Columbia building in Los Angeles when he was in a relationship with Heard. During the defamation trial, Depp explained that Enriquez eventually moved into one of his penthouses. He said she lived there for a few years and he didn't charge her anything for rent. Since his and Heard's contentious divorce, Depp has sold that property. Right. Things got rocky between Amber yeah, Heard and Whitney vibes, Enriquez yeah. in 2015. Enriquez had a friend who was working at People Magazine at the time, and Johnny Depp allegedly accused her of selling their wedding photos to the outlet. While testifying in London's High Court in 2020, Enriquez said that as a result of the disagreement, she moved out of the penthouse where she was living for free and severed contact with her sister and Depp. Enriquez admitted during her testimony, I fell out with both of them. Enriquez vehemently denies ever selling any of her sister's wedding photos and added that she felt betrayed by Heard for not taking her side, telling the court. I was upset that she believed Johnny over me, and there was a long period in 2015 when I was estranged from Amber and Johnny because of this. She then moved out of the apartment but reportedly refused to sign an NDA she was allegedly presented with. Johnny Depp's history with drug and alcohol addiction came up continuously during the defamation trial between him and Amber Heard. During the trial, Depp admitted that he had done drugs with Whitney Enriquez, guessing it happened two or three times. When Heard was testifying in court, she had a photo that she had taken years prior of their breakfast table. On it were four lines of cocaine and a tampon applicator. Heard explained her sister's surprising connection to this photo, telling the court, The tampon applicator next to the driver's license that you see is a device that I believe my sister had taught him to use in order to put the cocaine in your nose. Record producer and musician Bruce Whitkin testified in court and brought up Depp's drug use at the time, noting that Heard was also taking drugs. Additionally, Whitkin told the court Depp and Heard both seemed like zombies. Whitkin said that Depp's drug use raised concerns and that the actor did seek therapy. Whitkin said in court, Depp did it a little bit, but then he stopped because in my experience, it's deep-rooted issues that he's dealing with that has nothing to do with Amber. That's my opinion. So while Depp did drugs with Heard and Enriquez, as far as Whitkin was concerned, the larger picture had nothing to do with either woman. 
While Whitney Enriquez seemed to get along well with Johnny Depp early on in his relationship with Amber Heard, she claimed she had observed evidence of Depp's abuse. She stated she saw bruises on Heard and confronted both her sister and Depp about it, who both deflected and downplayed the situation. Enriquez said, Amber said that she must have done something to annoy him or antagonize him. I told her she needed to leave because it wasn't worth it if he would do that to her. In light of this, Enriquez was upset when she heard that Heard and Depp were going to get married. In 2020, when Depp sued the son for defamation after the outlet called him a white beater, Whitney testified in London and said she, quote, felt sick about their engagement. For Amber, however, the proposal was a very different experience. The actress revealed to the court, I felt like the luckiest woman in the world. Whitney Enriquez played a big part in the defamation trial between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard because she was close with both of them throughout their relationship. Enriquez spoke about her impressions of Depp after initially meeting him. We got along really well at first. He was sober at the time, and Johnny, when he's sober, is very bright and beautiful and lovely and kind and generous, and he was very easy to get to know. Frankly, we all fell in love with him at first. Enriquez said she had never seen her sister so in love with someone, but said that if Depp was using drugs or abusing alcohol, the relationship would unravel. She said they almost always got into fights, explaining to the court. He would be sober for a little bit and almost as quickly fall off the wagon and start to use or drink, and there would be some big blowout. Enriquez came up later in the trial as well. The manager of the Eastern Columbia building in Los Angeles claimed he saw video footage of Enriquez throwing her to fake punch. Depp's lawyer said this incident occurred in the same week of Heard's allegations of domestic abuse at the hands of Depp. His lawyers used this as a rebuttal to Heard's allegations, claiming a sister would never joke about this. If you or someone you know is dealing with domestic abuse, you can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. You can also find more information, resources, and support at their website. Study music production online with Berkeley's renowned faculty. Download your free music production handbook now and discover how Berkeley Online can help you become a better music producer. The truth about them, the heads stay. This is MP Friday Night Live, Duggar Sentencing. Review. Emily D. Baker. Amber Heard Johnny behind us. Before week six starts, but this will drop in the middle of week six. So I'll give you a little bit of what I'm expecting in week six, and then we'll be able to treat it just like a time capsule and see what Emily thought and what has possibly happened. This week felt like a lot. Like, through the last two days of trial, it felt like a sprint through video depositions. Just rapid-fire video depositions. Some 20 minutes, some 11 minutes. And we ended the week with a strong time advantage for Team Depth. So I'm going to let you know in today's episode what is coming up in week six, what I expect closing arguments to look like structurally, uh, not substance-wise, though. It'll probably come up as we talk about what happened in week five, about what I think may be arguing points for closing, what happened in week five, and again, this is not everything that happened. This is a summary 
of the evidence that came in and some of the moments that social media is talking about. Because again, this case has captivated everyone. Everyone <laughs> is just like, I'm invested now. I mm-hmm. want to know what's happening. I'm in. I want to know. And mm-hmm. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it on my YouTube channel. I'm seeing it on this podcast. I'm seeing it because the podcast is charting in like top 50 and 60 countries. It's been mm-hmm. amazing. The support's been amazing. And thank you for trusting me to help break this down um, from my perspective and how I see it and trying to parse out what might matter uh, to the jury, what might matter to the lawyers, and what we want to talk about. And those sometimes are three different things. We'll talk a little bit about the headlines and what's happening in court. Still diverging quite substantially. And that's always an interesting thing to watch happen. So with that, we should get right into it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a lawnard. Let's just, let's podcast. Hey there. Welcome to The Emily Show. I'm your host, Emily D. Baker, badass lawyer and everyone's favorite legal commentator, breaking down the legal shit and the news and pop culture stories you want to talk about. I've been a licensed attorney for over 15 years, I'm a former prosecutor, and I'm a big fan of the crazy words. So let's break it down. (laughs) Are you absolutely ready to be blown away? Well, our sponsor today, Manscaped, has got you. Many women alike have been asking for this, and our friends at Manscaped have finally relaunched the Ultra Smooth Package. That's right. The Ultra Smooth Package is back, baby. This is you. Manscaped? Are you absolutely ready to be blown? No, I'm not. It's a podcast. So, we resumed week Five of trial on May 16th, also day 16 of trial. It was so nice that it worked out the entire week, that the days and the dates just lined right up. It made it real easy for me to keep track. But this was after a one-week break. And yes, I do want to break out into the Bare Naked Ladies one week every single time I say that. And I'm trying to refrain myself because I, I just am trying to refrain. But that break seemed to be substantial for all the teams. Um, you know, Amber Heard's demeanor on direct examination when it resumed on Monday was much different than it had been prior to that. I can't imagine that that wasn't in part to a response to social media. We also saw the Milani makeup palette that's been so much discussed around social media come in to the direct examination when Amber Heard's attorney, Elaine Bredehoff, asked Amber Heard you know, oh, can I see that palette? Is this what you were using? And Amber Heard's like, well, it's obviously not this one. It was one like this. Sometimes this color is a little more yellow as she was talking about one of the lighter colors. And then on direct, she talked about the process that she would use to cover up bruises, which is something I was wondering if they were going to get into because Elaine spent so much time talking about it in opening statements. And then you had Amber Heard saying that she would do kind of her skincare. She would put on foundation and then she would put on concealer and then she would put on the color corrector, and then all of the beauty people all over the internet went, ah, that's not the order those things would go in. If you're covering a bruise, that's the order they would go in. If you're creating a bruise, now there's even more confusion because the ordering of the makeup normally, I mean, when I when I have the energy to try to color correct under my eyes, and these eye bags, man, <laughs> in the next few weeks, um, yeah, that goes on under your foundation. So I don't know. I'm not a makeup artist. The internet had a moment 
Will the attorneys bring it up? There are three women on this jury. The rest are men. We don't know who will end up deliberating. Again, only seven out of the nine sitting there in the jury box will deliberate. Two will be non-deliberating alternates. Will it matter to them? Or is it a small point that matters more to the internet? And I think it's a very real possibility. I'm sorry. I think it's a very real possibility that this is a point that maybe matters more to the internet because there are larger things that this jury will be considering. Or for the jury, it might be another building block in the things that aren't making sense to them. We just won't know. The rest of direct examination got into other incidents that they hadn't talked about a lot, tried to clean up some of the testimony and um, kind of correct, it seemed like trying to correct some of the dates and times. They talked about Thanksgiving, they talked about the slamming the cabinets video as it's now been called, and Elaine asked, which I'm glad she did, why did you record that? And Amber Heard said because she was scared and the incident was scary. But what we'd learned earlier in direct examination is that Heard wasn't at that location, the Sweetser location, as that was going on. She walked in on that kind of unfolding. So it's an interesting series of events, but she said that's why uh, she recorded it. We learned later that that video had been sent uh, to her friend Io Tillett, but we also heard about this video a bit more in cross, and I wonder how much the internet played in to that line of questioning on the cross-examination, but we will get there in a minute. They talked about the fight over uh, the birthday party, the 30th birthday party, where Johnny had the meeting with the money managers and found out money was lost or taxes were owed, and then they got to talking about the prank, the poop on the bed. They talked about the dog Boo having a lot of problems. You know, over on our chat, we're talking about justice for justice for Boo because the dog has been slandered. The dogs, the dog's bowels have been called into questions. Um, Amber Heard testified that the dog ate some marijuana as a puppy and has had problems ever since. And then said that that prank is not something that she would do and called it. Um, I don't think that's or said. I don't think that's funny. It's disgusting. So the prank came up. The prank poop. The grumpy on the bed of it all came up more than once in direct. Towards the end of direct examination, Amber Heard testified about uh, the dog on the stepped phone on a bee. Io the night that the police ended up being called, and Io was in New York. Uh, Johnny was yelling at Io about the poop on the bed. This is why the poop on the bed keeps coming up because not only are there photos of it, not only is it. I don't know. It's it's it so was a wild, point of contention. But it also plays into the fight over the phone when Johnny was yelling at Amber about it. She testified that he was yelling at Io. Io said that he was being yelled at by Johnny. And then um, there is an allegation of violence after that phone call. And then the police arrived after that. Io uh, indicated that they called the police. After that, Amber Heard testified that her best friend, Rocky Pennington, took pictures before, during, and after the police were there. Some of those pictures have come into evidence. It's been alluded to that there are others. I don't, I'm not confident that there are others, but that's been alluded to by Amber Heard, both on direct and cross-examination. Then, when Rocky testified, and I'm going to intersperse this because when we get to Rocky's testimony, I'm going to tell you what I thought of it, and we're going to move right on. But during Rocky's testimony, Rocky said she thinks she took some of the photos, but then when Rocky's ex-husband testified, he said he thinks he took some of the photos. So nobody really remembers who took the photos. Um, but also, this is 2015, but some of these depositions were taken in 2019, some 2022. So there is some 
um, differentiation between who took the photos. It was interesting because when Amber Heard got to testifying about the op-ed, she said it's not about Johnny. No one thought it was about Johnny except Johnny, which was very interesting because there were other articles that came out that have already come into testimony um, and into evidence that directly connected Johnny Depp to the article. And then on cross-examination, she did say it was about Johnny and others, which I don't know how much we will see Depp's team capitalize on that statement, but she very clearly said it's about Depp and others. And so there is that seeming admission that it is about Depp. As they were leading up to the end of direct examination, they talked about her counterclaim against Johnny Depp for statements his former attorney, Adam Waldman, made. She talked about a sophisticated PR campaign or a sophisticated PR machine that was smearing her, how frustrated she was that she was being forced to prove this in court, and how she had previously told Johnny Depp, and I believe this was an audio, you know, you don't want to make me prove this. And in direct, she was saying, I, I have mountains of evidence. And she's... Okay, no ads on my show. Oh, what happened to it? <clears throat> anyway, thanks for um, tuning in to Just to Pick Up a Night's Show. And seem to have lost track. Of that but what do you know Emily D. Baker she was so stupid Angelina Jolie warned Danny Depp to his clickbait vocabulous man her name is Amber <laughs> Amber didn't want anyone to know she was a stripper. Haha. Uh -huh. You're fucking killing me. Your fucking people are trying to kill me. You've turned me into a. My boy has to go to school. My boy goes to school and has kids go. So your fucking dad's a wife beater? You don't think about that, Amber.
I will fucking see you in court. I never fucking said that. I never told anyone that. You fucking trusted me with that, and I have never fucking told anyone that. And you know what, Amber? This is my, no, this is me. This is me saying, I tried. And thank you, and I will see you in fucking court. You don't want to fucking make nice nice? I'm trying. I'm trying. But you know what? You, I loved you for so many fucking years, but you know what? You didn't exist. You don't exist. You're not there. You're not there. You were a fucking made-up thing in my head. Yeah. I can't believe you're doing this to me. Stripper. The rumors that I was a stripper. You've been nothing but cool, and I'm going to court with you. I'm like, I'm just sitting here defending myself, and it makes you so angry. You have not let up. You keep blaming. No, what you just said. What you just said to me. What you just said to me. You're defending yourself against me about something I didn't fucking do, and I'm not going to fight with you because I know this shit lasts forever. Excuse me, I'll be right back. Which, can you give me one minute, please? May I have one minute, please? I'll be right back. Right. <clears throat> Stripper. Closing the part about her being made up thing in his head that she doesn't exist is chilling to hear. There comes a moment when the veil falls away. You see the person for what they really are, and it's something you can never unsee. It's at that moment you know you'll never be with them again, and you mourn them like they've died by your mourning a person that never existed. Yep. Posting my little, um, little paste, paste little thing. The way she overtalks him and anyone else is so obnoxious, and the way he finally gets her to shut the fuck up with, give me a minute, please. Can you hear the door shut? It's priceless. She is so hideous with her. Selfish, right? It's all righteous. I'm defending myself. I am so happy he won. There are many women and men who are just as manipulative and abusive as A.H., and I'm so happy she is put in her place with this verdict. <clears throat> it hits hard when Depp says, you're not even there, you're a made-up thing in my head. It's just Depp's realizing he was completely delusional during this whole relationship. Piece of advice for the young lads out there. Just because you feel they're hard for someone, but you have to fill the gap so that person matches whatever image you have in your mind about a perfect partner. That's not love, laddie, and this is what Deb did for so many years. He lied to himself that this amber turd is a perfect woman. Sad. Well, these private matches just come out the more psychotic AH sounds. If she does not get professional help as in medication, not just a therapy session, she will seriously injure someone in the future. True. Tricky, tricky. Tireless self-promotion. Free trial recap.
stream three hours ago. Number one, you need an in with a big publisher to get your book done. No, I don't.
stuff that is just messy. And that celebrity is not a lot different than anyone else, right? I mean, they have a lot of mess in their relationship. And that's one of the things this trial showed us. But a cast of characters, for sure. The attorneys became very memeable. The experts were either great or, or horrific. And so there were a lot of things in this trial um, to talk about. And this is how courtrooms go. Not everything's planned. Not everything's predictable. Things go off the rails. Things happen. Um, an Amber Alert goes off during closing arguments. Like, I have never. I have never. So that's what I want to get into here. Because there were so many shocking moments. And, you know, somehow we got from this to this, right? And it's like, what the hell is happening? And this happens in people's everyday lives where there's breakups, things are messy. But what would you say, if you can name a few of your... couple of months, or you just really, really hate celebrity news and gossip, you're probably aware of the court trial brewing between Johnny Depp and his separated partner, Amber Heard. In fact, at this point, you are probably tired of hearing who hit who and who did what to whom, and we hear you. We really do. That's why in today's video, we're ignoring all that and focusing on something much more cheerful. Amber Heard's wonderful acting. Oh, and by wonderful, we mean terrible. If you're a fan of Amber, this is probably the time to quit this video. While Amber is quite famous for starring in popular and critically acclaimed movies like Justice League and Zombieland, her acting career is really not that glamorous. Despite her fame and talent, Amber Heard has dropped some stinkers when it comes to acting in some of her movies as well. Which makes sense, because, you know. I know that. While the list of movies She's in which Amber's terrible acting performances take center stage is depressingly long, we have managed to narrow down our selection to five particularly cringeworthy selections. Heck, in one of these movies, her performance was so bad, she actually got nominated as Worst Actress of the Year. What movie was this, you wonder? Well, you're about to find out. Before we begin, you must note that if things like this interest you, subscribe to our channel and smash that like button. All done? Great! Now, without further ado, let's get right to looking at the five movies where Amber's acting was as crappy as the deuce she dropped in Johnny's bed. Are you stupid or something? Number five, The River Why. If you've watched The River Why, you won't be asking why this film is in our top five. A simple coming-of-age film, The River Why is a 2010 American independent drama film based on the novel written by David James Duncan titled The River Why. The main character of the coming-of-age story is a young man named Augustine Gus Orbiston. 
played by Zach Gilford. The plot revolves around his pursuit of an elusive rainbow trout, which is a metaphor for his inward journey for self-knowledge. Eddie, a tomboy who flies fishes, is played by Amber Heard, acts as his love interest in a movie only passionate fishing fanatics and lovers of the state of Oregon found enjoyable. The biggest problem with this movie is that there aren't any challenges to overcome. This results in a less dramatic narrative. Both Gus Orbison's personal life with his family and his romantic life is problem-free. In a movie that is supposed to be about dramatic teen love and finding oneself, the protagonist has just one argument with his parents before he finally gets up and goes. The couple's connection is sweet and passionate, and there is no tension in the relationship. What's, what's your name? Eddie. Which is ironic, given how things played out in Amber's real-world relationships. Overall, the movie was as exciting as bland bread. To sum it up, here is how a reviewer described it. I don't even know the point of this movie. Maybe to waste another venture capitalist's money? In which case, bravo! Ouch. Number four, The Ward. What do you get when you mix a highly talented veteran cinematic director, a young and upcoming talented actress, and a $10 million budget? Well, as it turns out, an absolutely mediocre movie. Directed by John Carpenter and featuring stars like Jared Harris and Nicole Panabaker, the award certainly had enough potential to be decent to watch. Maybe even snag an award. Instead, it made us all bored. A horror psychology thriller, the ward starred Amber Heard as Kirsten, a beautiful but troubled young woman with multiple personalities trapped in a mental hospital with malevolent unseen forces. As danger creeps closer, she uncovers the horrifying secret of her past, until finally she comes face to face with the ugly revealing truth about her actual self. Sounds eerily familiar, doesn't it? Fans expected John Carpenter to provide something significantly more impressive than this decent horror film. The storyline of this movie just isn't very good. And the big surprise at the end can be seen coming from a long way off, very early on in the film. The fact that nearly all of the action occurs within the same building gives the impression that the movie was made on a shoestring budget. The movie immediately had negative reception upon release. With an average rating of 5.5 out of 10 and 33%, this $10 million blockbuster hit the ground and certainly did not run. Distraught fans of John Carpenter took to movie sites to drop reviews like this. John Carpenter, I am begging you, please do not let this be your final movie. End with a bang, not a whimper. Number three, Drive Angry. Everyone loves edgy action horror thrillers, particularly when mixed with values like family loyalty and fighting against evil, or in this case, Satan. Yes, you heard that correctly. This is a movie about fighting against Satan and his minions. With all that going for it, a star-studded cast that included Nick Cage and a $40 million budget, it seems virtually impossible for this movie to flop. And yet, it did flop. Hard. Movie fans around the world weren't shy about venting their emotions about how they felt about this movie. Although times have been kinder to the movie, the main actress who starred in it is no doubt desperately wishing for better days right now. Number two. Side FX. There are many instances where critics unfairly judge a film and hammer it down with terrible ratings, even though it is really good content. This is not one of those movies. The basic synopsis of Side Effects goes like this. An illegal medieval sex drug that causes people to experience orgasms like never before makes a reappearance on a college party scene. As you would expect, everyone wants to take this orgasm medicine without thinking about the potential adverse effects. The side effect in question is that people turn into actual vampires seeking human blood under the effect of the drug. 
The movie begins in October 2004, with a group of college students hosting a party at an abandoned farm to celebrate their latest discovery of this drug, cleverly named ACE. A-Y-C-E. The one individual aware of the side effects arrives far too late. The party turns into a carnage, and no one knows who will be the next victim or vampire for the next few hours. This movie, which has a rating of 2.9 on IMDb, is nothing more than a horrendous performance by the majority of the cast, including Amber Heard, who plays the lead actress. The plot centers on a few bumbling adolescents who get into the most ridiculous scraps imaginable, only to be taken advantage of by their equally dim-witted companions. This film's poor lighting and sound effects contribute to its status as one of the absolute worst films to have been ever made. And while history has been kind to some other films on this list, it is very unlikely that this movie will ever receive such revisionism. It is just quite simply that bad. Why are they laughing? Number one, London Fields. Top on this list of the worst of Amber Heard's acting performances is a performance so bad it actually, quite incredibly, got her a nomination as the worst actress of the year. That's right, she acted so badly that the community thought it best to honor her for it. It is hard to pin down just what made this movie so terrible. A combination of factors ranging from an extremely silly plotline to legal copyright battles at the time of its release made this film a disaster from start to finish. With a gross income of $168,575 in the United States on its opening weekend, London Fields holds the unenviable record of becoming the second worst U.S. box office opening for a wide-release film of all time. Oh, hell no! Although it adheres to standards laid down in the novel, for the most part, the movie's plot is one of the less important aspects of the source material. Heard's role in the film requires her to play a lady who can fluidly transform from one character to another in order to accomplish what she sets out to do, a role she terribly struggled at. Throughout the movie, it was glaring that Amber clearly lacked the mystique and charm that a character like her needs to be interesting. Many movie critics obviously picked up on this. A reviewer on IMDb described London Field as an astonishing movie in its crapola. A pop video director may know something about visuals, but nothing about characters, nuance, or plot development. Amber Heard cannot act at all, not even in court. Jim Sturgis is in Razzie form. Nothing works, not the script, plot, cast, voiceover, or grating background music. The worst movie I've seen in some time. A sentiment that is impossible not to agree with. The truth is, acting is hard. Even the most talented actors have started a movie or two they'd rather forget. Amber Heard is a popular and respected actress in the Hollywood community. And as her trial rages on, one hopes she will put in a better acting performance than she did in these five movies. So, there you have it. Our top five worst Amber Heard acting performances. Which one of these movies have you watched or would like to watch? Do let us know in the comment section below. If you enjoyed the video, make sure you drop a like and subscribe. Oh, and turn on post notifications. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you in the next video. Just got some fucking way. You just gotta be some way, because you're not miserable. You gotta be some way, I'm not miserable. You gotta be some way. Sarcasm and the condescension and all that stuff. Go away. And baseball, there's gotta be some understanding. There's gotta be some way. And that's the problem. Trust me, it's poison. Tell me. Uh, our relationship is simple. I think you took off too. I, 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 um.
I don't want to do this anymore. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this Well, you know, I, I've, I've experienced you. No, it's my fault for not being able to do it. And it's your fault for not being able to do it. It is. It is right when you should... Thumbs have been like this. No, I didn't. No, I trust you. You've been watching. Your thumbs have been like this. Did I turn it off and move on? 
I'm a fallen on and then it kept popping up with this like white message and you'd do this on your phone like this. Your thumbs were moving like. Thank you.